Well, it's... All right, no, countdown. I'm not, I'm not saying anything because I hit record already. Wise. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Geeks Camp, the home of RPG goodness and general tomfoolery. My name is Zach and the host joining me this evening are uh, Dungeon Master Troy Sandlin. Bonus nachos, everybody. And uh, the Dwarven DM himself. Molly Hachos? I like some nachos. (laughs) Molly Hachos? Wow. I, I, I was influenced. I kind of like the dynamic of you starting off and me trying to like <laughs> trying to do anything that I can to to meet your energy when yeah, it comes that's right. to that. That's right. Well, <laughs> Zach Zach influenced me earlier with his spoileritos. Spoileritos. Oh man, I didn't I didn't want, I didn't want to mess it up. I didn't want to mess yeah, it up, I, but I was I like spoil. that right there. I'm putting that one in the old brain box in for the later. Spoileritos yeah. is a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bonus yeah. nachos. They're bonus, bonus nachos. <laughs> bonus nachos. Get in so, my belly. Fellas, uh, tonight we have so many uh, projects to talk about for this so, yeah. episode of Crowdfunding Corner. Um, this is, this is going to be a madness episode, but I will say that last, well, two weeks ago when we did this, we knocked it out of the park, I think. We had a big list, and we rolled through it. We stayed on target. We stayed focused. We hit the highlights. We hit the points, and we got through a bunch of them. Um, so I think I think uh, we could start a trend here, and and do two in a row that way. Um, so I think we should get right down into it. Uh, we're going to start off with some of Uncle Troy's rapid fire mentions, and then we're going to dive into our larger uh, pieces after that. John came loaded for bear this evening, so the lion's share of these are going to be his, mm-hmm. and Troy and I are going to try to get a word in edgewise uh, when we can. As per usual. Good Let's luck. Be, yes. Look, uh, I well, muted myself earlier. That's all you get. That's, that's all you get. <laughs> that's all you get. The rest show is mine, Trebek. Now you're screwed. Now you're screwed. Uh, shall, I, shall I begin? Yeah, go for it. Let's do it. Okay, yeah. let's do this. Okay, so... Uh, I did this one for Troy more than anything else. First of all, it had dwarves in it, so that was a no-brainer. Mountain Dwarves 30mm 2D Fantasy Gaming min- Miniatures is my first quick pick. Uh, it is standees, which Uncle Troy love, love, loves him some standees. I and who sure loves do. standees? Who doesn't love standees of dwarves, right? Um, and they're, like, really reasonably priced. Some of the Kickstarter, the... Uh, You've got an assortment assortment of uh, dwarves, and then they've also they've also got with this too, which is pretty neat. Uh, it's continuing a series. They got infernal humanoids, forest elves, Northlandic humans. Oh wait, it's, it's, so they, yes. they they prioritized three other creature types before dwarves. They said, "Let's so let's see what is better than dwarves." Of these people, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so did Ilavata. Let's can we not do that? Okay, yeah, I, I know. Even though the dwarves were made first, they had look. I'm just not even going to begin. I'm not, do not trigger me, sir. I, not tonight. <laughs> Uh, they've even got a, a neat thing here with one of the stretch goals. I think it's pretty smart. Uh, enlarged dark dwarves, so that you'll have a large version and a medium version, which That's is cool. wise. And like you know what, I think more and more Troy, I, I like I love miniatures, but I, I'm, I'm more and more that I think about it, I do appreciate, especially in public play, the quick mm-hmm. and on the go having a satchel of uh, of this kind of a sort assorted um, like just flat. They're just so easy to carry around. 
Yes. Um, I think the only problem that I would have is like organizing them. The best mm. way to organize them, which we may have to do like an organization episode or something like that on on mm. our prep at some point. Well, but there's, I mean, they uh, a lot of these companies do have uh, like binders that you that they have as a goal mm. or an add on, mm-hmm. and usually it's a side side fill or whatever. You can use card your uh, yeah. your card oh, yeah. um, sleeves, and then, put, and like then you can put them into like the little card boxes. And oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. Uh, this one's actually pretty cheap. We're looking at uh, let's see, nine bucks, eleven dollars Canadian for the set. Yeah. Easy peasy well, lemon squeezy. That's a it's bad. a set of six mountain dwarves. So that's the first one. Uh, Troy, and then let's see. Yeah, Go ahead. and Girk, Girk, I'll see if you can give him a rapid fire answer here, Troy. But Girk is asking what you use typically mm. to to organize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you use? Uh, in when I have them stored, yeah, I use I use the uh, the binders. Three ring but binders. But then when I take, yeah, when I when I take them, I use I have like little boxes that I put. So if I if I have multiple adventures that I'm using, each adventure gets a box. Each adventure gets a box. And I try to put put all the bases I'm going to need and all the little things because you can. Yeah. There are times that because I've even got standees for terrain like bushes and boxes and, you know, all this kind of stuff as well. So I can fit like a whole four hour adventure in like a little, just a little box mm-hmm. and have, have everything I need to have my mat rolled out or my map that I'm going to use. And... Ooh, nice. Yep. Travel light. I like it. Odyssey. So next up, I've got the vault collection. Like I don't really truck so much with like the, boxes for dice and stuff like that but this thing has got so many compartments in it it's like a utility belt in a box of all of your dice and your goodies uh and it's it's the so you got some customization options that are there so for those that are listening at home the D and ttrpg gaming vault collection is a essentially it's a couple of different size boxes that you can use to carry your dice and minis um, they've got some drink coasters that you can toss in there too. That's actually really smart because you don't want to get mm-hmm. Mountain Dew stains on the table whenever you're visiting. Uh, pens, pencils, all that kind of good stuff, or even spots for cards. So it's customizable, uh, and it is uh, hardwood vaults that they're built out of that are magnetized for clasping and closing. They've got some super fancy ones that are in here. Uh, they you can like really go ham. I think one of the things I like about this, aside from like the customization feature. Which uh, you could put different, uh, I don't know, what do you want to say, like seals hmm. on the front, cleric, paladin, game master, that kind of stuff, which is kind of neat. I think what I like about it is uh, you, it's almost the same size as like a D&D book, right? Mm-hmm. So it would fit in your hand really well instead of being this a little bit smaller and kind of an awkward size. It would mm-hmm. carry in, in your left hand or right hand about the same as like two books is about what mm-hmm. you're you're getting in width and size and stuff like that. I thought that was pretty slick. Um, yeah. I think there's somebody out there that might actually enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So, These yeah, are cool. that was another one. I like them. I yeah, like the modularity. Thing. I like that you can kind of build it to meet your specs. Like a customizable mm-hmm. DM screen, right? Like you yeah. do exactly what you need to do to make this work for you. Exactly. And that's actually a pretty good point too. You could, you can actually use these as a DM screen in addition. And so the, this foam that you could, uh, there's kind of like a foam interior that you can cut out your little spaces for dice and whatnot. Um, and so if you do that tight enough, they're kind of like a small enough little spaces, you could actually hold, keep it upright and all of your dice are kind of like lined up uh, in the mm-hmm. back where your minis and stuff like that too. So 
pretty cool. Uh, let's see. So that's that one. And then Troy, I think you have the next one, the Valley out of time. I've got one. I got it here. Oh, that's uh, you. Yeah. Yep. So uh, this is just a callback. I think we threw it in our, at least in our discord earlier. I know we had Skeeter on a while back and we talked mm-hmm. about part one of this. Uh, but uh, Valley at a Time, Skeeter Green's uh, Zine series, he already did one and two. They've delivered. I've got them. I read them. I enjoyed them. He launched parts three and four uh, last week. I have now backed that. Um, these are just like he has this idea of this little micro setting of mm. a valley that has been lost to time and is filled with dinosaurs and Neanderthals and things like that. And um, you go there and he's got like each each zine is basically a mini adventure or a little series of encounters and things that you can you can you can kind of walk through walk your party through um and uh i just really dig it it's it, it, it's got a purpose it's got a point it's got a direction and it, it hits all those notes uh so i am backing parts three and four and you should too. i love it Appreciate by the way that. let me let me point out one thing about this that i love i love the um the uh, like movie name and lights uh-huh. vibe at the top like uh, it's the uh, like the Saturday matinee, mm-hmm. uh, slightly askew lettering, a la the like or mid to late seventies movies. I friggin' love that man. That's really cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is a no brainer. Uh, Troy, I think this... you were gonna say something. Hmm? No, no. I was, uh, I was just like, you know, it's, it's Skeeter. I mean, you gotta mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, you gotta do uh, it. I, I'll note real quick that this is for Swords and Wizardry, DCC. And MCC. I would note though that if these zines follow the other zines, like it doesn't really matter. Like these are stories that are using dinosaurs, which every freaking fantasy game has stats for dinosaurs. You'll be fine. These aren't balanced encounters, right? They're not designed to be like, oh, at level one, you should easily be able to do it. So go for it. Just go grab it, even if you run 5e, and you'll be able to convert over really simply. So. Yep, I think it's a good call. Love yep. Skeeter. Uh, I think I got the next one here. So yep. this is actually another, this is a Troy callback. Yep. Kalimba. Yep. Troy, actually, do you want to kind of bring us back on this one? Uh, this was, um, was sometime last year, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Back, it was like late 21, uh, 2021. Yeah. Really. Creftando Games. Yeah, d- uh, it is a uh, African-inspired setting and system. Mm-hmm. Now, I saw this earlier uh, when I was doing for my prep because I thought we might do a Sunday show, um, mm. and I was confused because I didn't I didn't read through, so I don't know why they're redoing it. Have they added new stuff? No, they did. They failed to launch. They failed. That's right. They failed yeah. to fund. They, they failed, failed to, to fund, fund, but they have definitely done it this time around. They, that I think is they... that is correct because I was like, why is this not funding? Why is mm-hmm. this not being pushed over the edge like it should be? Because it is, it is beautiful. It and is that, really, it's gorgeous. Yeah, they, they've redesigned the project for this, and I think honestly, like it, it, it looks beautiful. It looks, it looks awesome. It, it's you want to read it. You want to look at all the cool art. I think it's mm-hmm. great. They did a good job. Yeah, it looks phenomenal. They did a really great job. And so they they have definitely funded at this point. You're looking at 426 backers, 10,000 goal, 25 days to go, and they're over 26,000 right now. So it's happening this time. I am happy for this cuz yep. yeah. Yeah. I like right seeing I like this is I like a good comeback story 
in these crowdfunding efforts, yep. especially for the ones where you're like, you're asking like, what was it about the last time they just couldn't get any traction out there and, and hit the numbers that they were looking for. So uh-huh. it's good that they were able to regroup. They didn't quit. You know, they, it's not like it, they didn't find another Avenue to make yeah. it work. They just right. kind of like revamped and regalvanized their efforts. I, lo- I love seeing that. Heck yeah. Oh yeah, yep. definitely. And then, all right, so that's that one. Next up for me is Magic Puzzles and Wonders by TCC. So this one is quick and easy. This is I, I like little hand puzzles to, ha- to add to give to my players sometimes as just like a, a quick mm. divergence or distraction or something like that. I think the thing about these that are pretty cool, these are wood sets, and it's like it's a square shape whenever everything's put together. And it's just pu- kind of almost like puzzle pieces, but they're – geometric shapes not actual puzzle piece shapes right and so i think the thing i like about this is you can you should be able to use this in in a game right not not something that's just like that is a a passing distraction or that or that isn't like super obvious right this is i think you can take more subtle approaches to some of these like uh, whenever i saw one that's uh it's almost like a a, like a cubicle shape right like whenever it falls apart you have to put it back together into that shape and fit it into the box. Well, what mm-hmm. happens if something breaks right in the game? Mm-hmm. Like the, the artifact broke and you have to put the thing back together. So maybe this could be like a quick or maybe longer, um, mm-hmm. like a, just a mental diversion. Cause a lot of players like the puzzle aspect of D and D, but there aren't like a ton of really good resources and assets that you can use out there to add that puzzle component in without it seeming super obvious that we're going, we're playing another game now. Mm-hmm. Puzzles are and super hard to pull off. They are, yes. They're and if you if you off. can't figure them out, then what do you do? So yeah. I think that's one of those things where when you introduce something like this into your game, you need to be it's something. It's a consideration that definitely needs to be there. But I mean, I like these kind of things. So what do you? How do you guys feel about adding things like this to your to your game? Is this like a no go or what? I don't play in person. 99.9% of the time. That's, so this one true. would be a no-go for me only because of that. Um, uh, I think these are the right... To me, this is the right skill level of puzzle for me to mm-hmm. throw at my gaming group if I was going to... Not to say that these are easy or difficult or whatever. It's just that they don't have a lot of components. Mm-hmm. They're and, and, and it's easily discerned what you're supposed to do, right? So it's like, okay, like you said, I got to fit all these shapes back into this box. Got it. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that, right? Um, yep. So I think yes, as far as that goes. Unfortunately for me, I'm not an in-person person anymore. So <laughs> this is a harder sell, this sort of thing. I will say, though, <laughs> that this is from Hong Kong, which we yes, rarely see a project out of Hong Kong. Um, I think I backed the last one that I saw, and I was super happy with the product that I got. Also... Their Kickstarter, if you scroll down and look at the pricing that they put on their page, it's like 60 100 per puzzle. And I was like, that's expensive for the small size of puzzle. Those are in mm-hmm. Hong Kong uh, currency, and which is like, you know, almost 10 times the amount of yeah. <laughs> U.S. Yeah. dollars. So th- these are very reasonably priced, um, I think, uh, uh, for the most part. So... Um, I, I wouldn't yeah. worry so much as far as that's concerned. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and again, this is one of those, like it's neat. If it's something that you're into, I think you should be aware of it more than anything yeah. else. I, I'm not, I think there's of all of them. I think the slate 
and the kind of like the cube are the ones that I can probably do something with. But things like there's a T and an H that seems a little bit. I don't think I can do anything with those. But I'm, I since I do still play in person from time to time, I think it's it's neat to add that mm-hmm. to the game. And players seem to react to it pretty well if it's done right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that and done right is a is on a spectrum. Is it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You this know? is to to put puzzles a game. If you're thinking about doing something like this in your game. This is a session zero conversation mm. because I think part of the what because for me I like puzzles, but like this is a no for me. Mm. Ooh, because oh. um, it is now no longer the character's skill level; it, it is the yeah. player's. Yeah. Sure, and that's true, and that's why you have to have that conversation ahead of time because you know a lot of times what will happen is you've got the wizard whose player can't figure out this puzzle to save their life. Mm-hmm. But the barbarian player yeah. loves puzzles mm-hmm. and they, they slap them together with nothing. And now the wizard player feels like, well, that's yeah. how the barbarian do it. Yeah. So you have to have that conversation where it's like, okay, these puzzles, while it's testing the player's ability on things, it is a group check kind of thing. So, it doesn't matter who in the group actually puts it together. Mm-hmm. The group right. did it. Right. So you kind of have to, and even then it's still a lot. Sometimes, you know, the, the, the feelings are, are not quite there or whatever, but mm-hmm. it, this slows things down because if it's a stumper, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't do this very often. I will say that. You yeah. Know, it's, not, it's something that I would do in a dungeon. That's when I would do it. In yeah. a dungeon. Yes in a timed environment where, Hey, you have three minutes to get this done. And if you don't, these monsters drop in and you fight them. So there's yeah. a fast yeah. resolution. And if you succeed, then you bypass those monsters or whatever. Right. Like it can and what be- I typically do to your point, Troy, where you've got like, well, the wizard should be able to do this or why is the, why, how did the barbarian figure that out? What I typically do is I'll use note cards and I'll write in little hints and tips and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then I'll put a, like I'll do skill checks, history check, arcana, stuff like that. And then if they, I'll do that ahead of time. Right. And so the, and if, if they hit the, hit the mark, then I can decide which one that I want to hand out depending on whoever it is. This right. is an episode. So let's, let's, let's talk at this I like that. and come back. So good call. Good call. All right, cool. Last but not least. Oh man. I like, it was hard for me not to put this one into the, into the main slot because I oh. love this. Uh, behold the floating aberrations or beholders uh, because they can't actually say beholders. Uh, if you are a 3D but, printer. But wait a minute. What? It's canceled. What? <gasps> it's been canceled. Today is canceled. They canceled, they canceled it today. What? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. I just noticed that. That's first, I, folks. Oh, that's I saw this shame. earlier. I saw this earlier uh, as well. I wonder if they got like. They got slapped down by a, a uh... premature end due to copyright infringement. Oh, let's see. They uh, uh, Wizards has hit them with a uh, copyright cease and infringement desist. and cease and desist. That is that sucks because I was like I was excited about these man. I wanted yeah, these, these STLs. Yeah, they're pretty uh, rad. Uh, no, I, I will the, say they would it. They would have been able to continue on had they not called this behold the floating aberrations. You've been calling them aberrations in particular? Having behold 
and aberrations. Mm. Because a beholder is an aberration. You've put True. the whole thing right there in the title. I feel like if you if you said cute floating eyeball monsters, mm-hmm. they would n- they would never have gotten ding. So for the for the folks that are not able to see what we're looking at here, you've got uh, how many is it? Like six or six to eight, six to eight different STLs of various types of beholders. There's your classic beholder. There's one. There's a uh, one with a, like a, a plate plated armor. One with a big tongue sticking out. An undead okay. one. Yeah. A little bitty one. And there's one that like, has like fifteen eye stalks that are hanging out of him. I like that guy a lot. And he's also got like a like the predator mouth with the, uh, the, the like a prehensile uh, jaw, yeah. and, and the the one there's one on here with like horns and saber tooth like tusks shooting out of its face and tendrils and tentacles. These things are absolutely horrifying and exactly what I like. You got the classic; it makes the the classic beholder look like a kitten by comparison to these, yeah. and so. Yeah. I'm pretty bummed, man. Uh, I'd also like the uh, the skull, the beholder skull. That to me is like that's like dungeon set dressing. I'd love to have printed mm-hmm. up a couple of those. So mm-hmm. I yeah. am significantly bummed by this. So yeah, that's I, a shame. I, I, I'm I'm betting that that's exactly what happened. Is it was it was so Just, spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's uh, done a bunch of these before, so he'll right. come back. He'll come back. He'll figure it out. He'll yeah. he'll resolve this. So he's done how, 16, how will he find his way around it? Yeah, fifteen yeah. fifteen uh successful projects so far. We'll we'll be talking about this one again. So. Yep, oh, yeah, that's a bummer. Good catch, good catch on the cancel. Mm. I was gonna I was gonna scroll down and just completely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool. it's happening too. <laughs> ah, that's a shame. And they're, and they're way funded and oh oh yeah, hundred thirty dollar yeah. gold. They hit that. It's happening. Yeah. yeah, but I mean the sculpts look really, really good. Oh, uh, they look really stellar. solid. Um, John and I can both attest that uh, these look like they will come off the supports nicely. Oh, yes, and not snap in half. They're not. They're not skeletons. <laughs> they're not. Uh, <laughs> or 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 pikes and spears. Yeah, That's right. With thin okay. blades. Yeah. <laughs> so uh we're gonna move on from our uh our uh, uh quick ones into our main fair of the evening um this is the ones that we felt like we could talk a little bit more about we got a handful of them uh but we'll keep right on rolling this one is more balanced we got a good so- selection from all three of us uh troy you got the first one here and you know what might as well not talk about this one either because it also got canceled (gasps) shut your face yeah Mm. i'm disappointed in that let's see what that's this is the first for us yeah it's a it's a a twice for us now (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't think i ever i don't think i ever brought or any there's there's a new campaign let's see let's see what's going on with that uh there is a new one by the way, uh, folks listening at home, this is Reign of Discordia for 5E White Star. It's like a sci-fi okay, There we 5E. go. There yeah. we go. Um, it is it is a new campaign. There's a new campaign in the uh, in the in the update. Reign of Discordia, second edition. Um, it is for uh, 5E and White and the White Star game system exactly. Um, I don't know. I, this caught my eye. It's it's this is. Star Wars after the fall of the Empire, because that's exactly what the setting is. It's the fall of the evil Empire. 
um, there is a, a strange race that came along and kind of ended the empire. But so now they're filling the power vacuum. Mm. There, there's psionics um, going on, so you could do Jedi-ish type okay. stuff. So th- there's let, let's. <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, uh, but no, I I dig the the artwork is pretty cool, um, and it's not just a Star Wars ripoff. Of, you know, mm-hmm. let's, let's, but uh, it definitely has that kind of feel, that epic space opera kind of awesomeness. There's no magic; it's all psionics. New playable species um, that were just hinted at before in the first edition of this uh, of this game. New equipment, all that good stuff. So, if you're familiar with um, the the rise of Discord or the reign of Discordia, first edition. Mm-hmm. You know, jump in on this. It's for, uh, like I said, White Star and 5E. And it kind of gives you that. To me, it's like, oh, cool. Now I can have a Star Wars Mm. feel in 5E. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I think there's, I'd like to figure out more about this one. um, Just because I feel like there's a story here because this was launched. The initial one was created by a different dude. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll not say names just in case we find out more about this story and there's more to it. Um, But there's the first one was made by a dude working with the creator. The second one was launched by the creator themselves. The first one had a goal of $8,500. The second one has a goal of a thousand dollars. So there is, a, a and the campaign pages are completely different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So something happened here, and and I don't want to, I don't want to overblow suppositions and whatnot, and I don't know what happened, what what's going on, but like, um, there's a story to be had here, and I'd be fascinated to know what it is because it definitely looks like like it, it wasn't just a copy paste, like they reevaluated and relaunched. Mm-hmm. Um, under a different profile and with and with a much smaller goal. So, hmm. very. Yeah, that's interesting. So, I, another first. Not only a cancellation, but a cancellation relaunch on the same day by different creators. Or yeah, different that's strange. What is the going drama on? abounds. Yeah, there's something interesting. There's a story there. So, I, I think it's a cool project. I agree, Troy. I think it's cool. Um, I just think that it's fascinating. And it's uh, there's, and there's it's, something happening. It is PDF, or uh, if you back, um, let's see where it, what's it called. If 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 you uh, go a little bit higher, you get a uh, print on demand mm-hmm. um, coupon. Interesting for for forty five dollars. I mean, that's still not still not a bad deal. Yeah, at all. Yeah. Well, you get the you can get the the PDF for twenty, depending mm-hmm. on which you know, system you want it for. Yeah. And I, I don't know anything about the White Star game system, so now I'm kind of curious about that. Yeah, I'm so curious I, about that, too. Yeah, I kind of want to check that out. Yeah, I like the, like the logo, like how it's presented. I think mm-hmm. that's cool. I want to check it out. Cool. All right. Well, that's interesting. Let's move on to... Uh, <laughs> we. This is one that we talked about as it was gearing up, but we haven't mm-hmm. talked about it in, in full yet. John, Everyday Heroes... Wow. Um, yes, Everyday Heroes is a TTRPG 5E version of D20 Modern. 
with all kinds of uh, intellectual properties tied oh. to it. Holy oh. moly. Uh, Highlander, Pacific Rim, Rambo, Total Recall, The Crow, Kong, Skull Island, and more. Uh, so this is one of... It's it's crazy how many IPs they got uh, tied to this and how I'm yes. really interested to see how the hell they tie them all together because like I don't know what universe you do just Pacific a, or, it's just what a engine. system that they then just cross over right like that's the yeah idea. but I'm like well, I'm, yeah what I'm uh, I'm a, some maybe it's like Free League's Year Zero engine where you kind of have like a core mechanic and then you bolt things onto it in order to meet the needs of the IP that you're associated to. Maybe. That would be that would be my guess because the way they have them have them separated out. It's like it's not oh I can play Highlander Pacific Rim Rambo. Right. It's I can do Highlander, right? Or I can do Pacific Rim. Let me ask John this, and and I don't mind Troy also if you if you respond, but it's John's project, so that's why I direct this. Um, um, so there's these eight licenses that they mm-hmm. have put out and they obviously are like, okay, I was going to say a thing, but John, would you play an RPG? If, if this was just a, the crow RPG, would you play that? Would you be gung ho about that? Gung ho? Probably not, but I would be interested now, to see. What about it, a right? universal soldier RPG? Nope. What about a, uh, Highlander RPG? Me personally, probably not. Yeah. What about a Total Recall RPG? Nope. That's a hard what about, pass. What about an Escape from New York RPG? Yes. A thousand percent. Yeah. Yes. What about a Rambo RPG? Uh, pr- maybe. 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 Yeah. Maybe. What about a Kong RPG? Yes. I'm what about Kong. a Pacific Rim RPG? You're damn right I would. All day yeah, long. Right, right. Give me yeah, a Jaeger, right. baby. Give me yeah. my Jaeger. Well, You're so damn what, right I would. We're canceling yeah. the apocalypse. It, it's exactly... What, what you just said is exactly what I assumed would happen, which is... Mm-hmm. It's such a weird blend. Yeah. Yes. That was what was getting me too, right? It's one of just the genres. It's like... Really? Total Recall? Like, didn't we you say everything we needed to say about Total Recall whenever it came out? Here, here, here's where I'm at. I think that you could have done a Pacific. This thing, this okay. So I know I'm hijacking your your talk, but hey, By, we're oh, talking that's about what the that's what this is all about, baby. That's right. By all so means, please. This project has made two hundred sixty-five thousand dollars. Yes. I would bet that a Pacific Rim licensed RPG could have made two hundred sixty-five thousand dollars. Fair. Oh yeah. 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 So so each one of these cost money. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. Right? At each yeah. one of these licenses cost money. And mm. they said we need all eight. so obviously somebody did not go, all right, what's your what's your top eight <laughs> licenses that you would love to write a system for? And they're like, oh well, first off, obviously Universal Soldier. Well, yeah. And then then the crow, <laughs> the total recall. No, somebody went shopping for what licenses were available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And picked up the ones that they, you know, that were open and that they had the funds for, right? Yeah, I can say they were open and that were cheap because nobody else thought they would. But, make but that's what I'm saying is they got the, they got a couple gold nuggets in there, right? Escape from New yeah. York is a cool one. 
Pacific mm. Rim is cool. Kong could be cool. That's what I'm getting at. Right. Right. There. And, and, and we can do a combo or a Kong bow. I don't care. Uh, we can do a Kong. <laughs> we can do a Kong. You, there was a Pacific Rim. You said it. Yeah. <laughs> Troy's eyes. I think your eyes locked up in the back of your head when you rolled your eyes like that, Troy. <laughs> no, like that. It, I can see some like homogeneity in there happening, maybe some synergy, maybe. But otherwise, yeah, this is like they like we need eight properties. Let's get three good ones, and I don't give a crap what else we get. And that, not that they're bad properties, but like they just I don't know how you do an RPG with them because they're well, like I like Total Recall and I like. Universal Soldier. I like. I love the Crow, but I'm just like, no, not really sure yeah. how to how to make an RPG. Out I'm of that. surprised you said no to Universal Soldier because that to me makes a lot of sense because it's it's not a single character. It is a team of. Yeah, but I don't give two shits about Universal Soldier as a setting. Like, there's nothing about that in the movie. Yes, but what could a a DM or a GM come up with? That yeah. you know you you've created because I mean as a movie they're they're they were fine it was a fine popcorn movie you know watch people get shot and all that good stuff but oh you better not don't leave out the other three movies that came out Troy it wasn't just one it was oh three I'm, I'm leaving those out they're universal I'm, I'm, yeah they're universal but it's not just one I I mean I could see a campaign again not a long one uh, of Universal Soldier. More that I could see one for Rambo or The Crow mm-hmm. or Total mm-hmm. Recall. Because The mm-hmm. Crow is a singular character, a singular being. You're not going to have, you know, it's interesting. a, a yeah. group of five revenants coming back from. I mean, you could. It would mm-hmm. be a single storyline kind of thing. Yeah. I guess that's my thing about this, right? It's like, it does bring up some really good questions, though. Like I think it's all. I'll even go so far as to say it's a really interesting thought exercise to be like, how in the hell do you make a Universal Soldier RPG interesting, or how could you use it? Not interesting, but how could you use it? How can you use the Crow property in something that you can run in a traditional RP TTRPG exactly. with a party? How do you do that? And uh, or you know, part of what they maybe that may be part of what they're doing though. Which if it's this. If it's this subtle, that's pretty damn genius. That there's what they're really trying to say is that everyday heroes is is essentially D twenty modern, or it's it's that's the what it, that's what it is. modern, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so because of that, they're showing like here's the versatility of the system. All mm-hmm. these properties that you love, we can do anything inside of any of those using this yeah. basic mechanic with a couple of like I said yeah. bolt ons to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, but. Uh, but and Bear Droid says that he feels that uh, Escape from New York is pretty thin for content. And again, I disagree because all we saw was New York has been turned into a, a prison, and so has California apparently in a very horrible sequel. Um, but <laughs> what about the rest of that world? Here's my is so messed up that New York. All of the the island of Manhattan is now a prison. What the hell else went wrong yeah. in the world? Yeah, you know. Well, I like I like I like the idea of the of using the entire island of Manhattan as essentially a setting too, though, and oh, like the yeah. different gangs that are involved in it and the environments, and then the, you have 
and the thing is you got more of them being dumped in mm-hmm. as as it goes on it's like well when you thought it was only like one way like like this is the the ecosystem of the island and then the new like mm. so, like the new uh like big bad villain comes dropping in on in a plane or something like that too so. yeah i'm the new duke the mm. new yeah the new duke yeah but like, yeah, like yeah, very droid, exactly. Uh, Total Recall. You don't have to play, and this is this kind of like my argument with like Dune and uh, uh, Blade Runner. There's so much more to those worlds that we never got to see mm-hmm. because the movies didn't touch on those, or maybe the book mm-hmm. did. The books didn't touch on those. But Total Recall. What happened after they? Oh. Yeah, they, they they gave Mars an atmosphere. What you know that had to mess all kinds of stuff up, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, ecologically, I, socially, economically. I think here here's where I'm at with that, and I, I'm I'm with you, Troy. I'm with you uh, largely. I think where I diverge is that I feel like there are Dune people out there. I'm a Dune mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. There are Blade people, Blade Runner people out there. Is there a Universal Soldier person out there? <laughs> there is there there, I mean, there the is. internet there is, is, somebody. Yeah. There's, there is there's somebody out there that's yeah, like yeah. hard and, and, and whoever the person is listening right now is just screaming at their podcast player i would yeah. i would say i would say i'm a universal soldier person not because of the universal soldier ip mm-hmm. but that the idea of that i like you know oh here here's a here's a squad of super soldiers uh-huh. Being sent on on cool missions. All right, yeah, I could. Whether it's Universal Soldier or or whatever you want to call it, I don't care. But yeah, and yeah. there are Kurt Russell people. Damn it, you right. There is. I was about yeah, to say you right. Enough. You Barry right. Is right. Uh, you know what? Yeah, you're right. All right, all right. So there we go. Well, uh, let me see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more thing that I'll I'll add to this. I think this is important. Important thing that I think is neat. Fifty bucks will get you the hardcover and the PDF and the roll twenty. Yes, yes, that's that is very valuable. That is that right there is a sell. That's yep. that's yeah. pretty slick. Good call. Well done all around. And it has and been the uh, I mean, they've got a couple like different options outside of that too that that goes with it. But that to me is yes. Yep. Well, it's, if you, they if you pulled pull it, it off. off. Like they like like they've got all these licenses. Like like it it's gonna happen, folks. So it's it's only going to get it's only going to get bigger from here. It's only going to get that. weirder. I mean, you know yeah. what? I th- it's really quick. I thought of another thing too. Really, for the different yeah. IPs, they're different books, so they probably have they're probably giving a cut of each of the books, but not of the big book. Yeah. So if you can yeah, talk, like, if I could lure people in with with a, a licensed product, yeah. and you have to get the yeah. book on top of it, who gives a crap yeah. if we just, we can give? That's like, a, yes. What is it? Whenever yeah. Microsoft exactly. sells Xboxes at a at a loss, you know? Yeah. 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 No, yeah. you're exactly right. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I I probably should have thrown this one into um, rapid because we've mentioned we talked about this a little bit, but I I wanted to spend a few more moments on it. Um, I'm going to talk about vulgar display of magic, weird yeah. fantasy for your OSR RPGs. This is by our good good buddy, uh, Planet X Games, Levi Combs, um, Puffy Coat, Puffy Coat. <laughs> Shout out to the Puffy Coat. <laughs> Shout out. Puffy represent. Uh. So he did a book called Weird Magic Shit or Weird Shit. Um, Weird Magic Shit. That I loved. It's a little zine. And it's just like a shotgun scatter approach 
to what a zine can be or what the content was going to be, right? It's like, here's a whole bunch of ideas out of my head from me to you. Enjoy, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And this feels like a successor to that. It it is a, it is a follow-up to that. It's like this weird metal fantasy zine. And I love it. It says, um, uh, 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 as a direct follow-up to our previous metal RPG zine, Magic and Shit, the spells and eldritch rituals in this zine have been designed to bring something a little weird and altogether new to your campaign, while still giving a knowing nod to the games of yore that we love and remember so fondly. Uh, what do your players do when confronted with the call of the Mold Walker? Dare they cast Glimmerclasm or face the consequences of Blessing of the Black Brine? What the hell is an oath of nooses or a prismatic crucible? Dare they summon the dread powers of Vermix Shroud of Many Eyes or Huculax Caustic Doom? Um, yeah, just it it it's what it's I'm gonna say it's probably the type of fantasy that I love most, which is just balls to the wall. Mm-hmm. Right? My favorite type of dungeon fantasy adventure to run is like a funhouse dungeon, right? This would fit perfectly in that. Um, yeah. So, and, and like you just mentioned with the other one, it's 15 bucks gets you a physical copy and a PDF copy. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, a no brainer in my mind. Uh, I think it's very reasonable. Um, and Levi's good people. Nice dude. Um, he really so. is good people. He is. In spite of the puffy coat. That's right. Uh, and I think his art has kind of stepped up on this one. I think uh, to use one of his words or phrases, he leveled up with this art because I'm digging <laughs> some of the art on this page. Um, yeah. Oath of Nooses and Nauseous Swarm in particular. It just, it, it, it gets me, it tickles me. I love those. Nauseous Swarm in particular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the puke yeah. monster looking up at you going, Mama? <laughs> Did you yeah, just vomit? I, I really like the symbol of devouring that's a little bit further down the page. Um, I think that's really cool. Um, and then there's this great yeah. cultist towards the bottom that I just really dig. Like all of these have so much action and you know, like visceral feel to them that I just I'm all about it. So Yep, I'm with you. Uh, our, yeah, there you go. Uh, so you can get, um, you can also, uh, get just the PDF for 10 bucks. Um, uh, he's got $6,000 of a $500 goal, six, 425 backers, only six days to go. So when you're listening to this podcast, you're just going to have a couple days. You should go make that happen. Here's the real question. Why are you bothering to buy only the PDF? Get the hard copy and the PDF for five bucks more. Yes. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. 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 Only if you're international. That's the only reason. That's true. Yeah, because I bet true. you're paying $25 for this book if you have to get it shipped <laughs> somewhere. $25 and, in shipping for this book if you have to. Yeah. And I and I feel, you know, I feel like I would be remiss if if I didn't call attention to the fact that the cover of the book is an homage to one of the greatest metal bands of all time. 
that would be Pantera and their mm-hmm. vulgar display of power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the fact that it, uh, it's been um, puffy coated, mm. uh, puffetized, puffetized, puffed. Yes. I think it's just puffed, P- just puffed, just puffed. Yeah, yeah, it's just puffed. Yeah, he's just been puffed. All right. Uh, we got a few more here. Uh, we'll rattle on through. Uh, Troy, you got one called Dark Alley. Dark Alley, indeed. I'm glad you picked this one up. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you yeah, yeah. talk about this. Uh, Ian Lovecraft. I'm, I'm pretty sure I have talked about some of his stuff in the past, or at least one of us has. Um, this is a full-on adventure plus a whole lot of STLs for those people that like to do some 3D printing. I don't know, man. I just... I really dig the whole vibe of this. Um, mm. Ian puts out great stuff. I've not ever seen anything that is bad. Um, I believe he does the sculpting of all the mm. of all the models, and they are fantastic. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it looks like a really cool um, oh, adventure. So gorgeous. Yeah, and the artwork is great. There's like a there's like a a, a comic book that goes along with it. There's a, a murder mystery, and I am very curious because we all know if you're a D and D fan, you're a D and D player. Um, mysteries are absolute hell to pull off yeah. in D and D because there's so much that just ruins it for everybody. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see how he pulls this off. I, I, I'm really curious. I want to see, but I mean, dang though, those what? buildings are fantastic. Gorgeous. They look ridiculous. Oh. Yeah, the tavern, mm-hmm. yeah, is stellar oh. looking. I mean, oh my gosh, I, I, all like, of it. All I don't. Well, yeah, that's I, Silverthorn House. I mean, come yeah. on, man. This is something you could end up using in. I would print off like five of them. And lay them out on a, like, on a big ping pong table. Yeah. Yeah. Watchtower. Yeah. Like gorgeous it. stuff. This is one that you need to, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you just need to go hop on and look. You got a few days yeah. left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm glad you picked this one up, Troy, because when, when I was looking at it, one of the things I really appreciate is that if you're going to sell me STLs, like, like it would be nice, not a demand or anything like that, but it is cool if you've got something else to go with it other than the STLs. So even if it's just like a one or two pager adventure of how to use the the uh, the oh, yeah. creatures or the stuff that you're you're incorporating into it, but with this one, it it goes hand in hand with the product. Like the mm. STLs are there to embellish the 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 book, right? And the book embellishes and vice versa, right? So mm. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Uh, this project has uh, got $83,000 of its $1,000 goal. Um, 1,600 backers, still nine days to go. Uh, the adventure is 60 pages if we didn't yeah, say I mean, that. It, and the comic book goes along with the adventure. It kind of tells uh, part of the story, you know, of what's going on. And, and his, his influence is the Penny Dreadful Tales, mm-hmm. you know, dark stories, uh, mystery and it, it slowly unfolds as you go through the campaign. And like I said, I want to see how he pulls this off. Yeah. Yeah. It's super good. Oh, my gosh. All right. Cool. Fantastic. All right, John. Injuries and vile deeds. Mm, boy, oh, boy. If you want to go into you want to 
play closer to the uh, to the cuff whenever it comes to uh, 5e tactical and descriptive injury systems for PCs and their enemies, plus an additional 200 new character options, terrifying monsters and villains. Uh, you know me. I like really good descriptive, gory bloodbaths in my game. So if there's anything that I could do to sharpen my proverbial teeth and come up with even more descriptive ways of eviscerating my uh, my players, then so be it. Hmm. Uh, this one is cool. So it is a the book is actually not just like how to describe your combats better and things like that. There's a, there's a full injury system, and a lot of the subclasses and and uh, the feats and things like that they have are tied to this injury system and uh, where there's more, there's more gravity to the, to the damage that you take as opposed to just taking like hit points being dropped. You've got, there are things that are being added or applied to you in addition that you have to either get healed or you have to recover from over time through natural healing or, uh, hmm. or a clerical healing and things like that. So it just, what it does is adds additional stakes to the game mm. when it comes to combat long-term stakes right uh so the for the for the players in the dm that like really gritty combat this is the warhammer f- like fantasy uh, like bolt on i guess that mm. you could probably end up using mm. um the this uh, in pdf there's a digital pack that's i think that's the only thing that kind of gets me is that the um i don't i don't think i saw where the the hardcover comes with the pdf unless i missed that oh it does never mind uh-huh. and the hardcover is 40 bucks that's nice. not bad yeah, yeah. And i think the hardcover i think if i remember the camp page count was somewhere around 200 250 so i have oh. to keep asking myself how are they doing no. better on What's that? So, as a quick note, it's forty yep. bucks for the hardcover. It does not come with the PDF. It comes. Does it not? A, how did I miss that? It comes with a preview. Oh, oh sorry, yeah. early access to the quick start PDF is what they give you. Yeah. I got you. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. you're right. And then what is it? The hardcover and the PDF. So it's ten bucks if you want to get the the PDF with the early bird, which yeah. is uh, thirty four hours to go as of this recording, and then it bumps to sixty five. So fifteen bucks after that. Um, but if I'm if I'm remembering this correctly. I think it's something like 200 to 250, which I keep having to ask myself, how is it that, uh, that Watsy can't, it has like, they have bigger muscle than the 600 pound gorilla. And yet their books are becoming more expensive than the independent publishers are. Um, and then I think the digital P- PDFs are the only thing that are, that are fulfilled by drive through RPG. It is not, print on demand. So it is an actual physical gotcha. copy that will be shipped to you. I thought gotcha. that was a pr- an important distinction. Yeah. It's cool. I, I think the book looks good. They've got a couple, a lot of little extra yeah. little things like spell card deck. They've got injuries deck, a uh, little add ons that you can get here and there. I think it's cool. I, I like that. I, 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 and again, I like really great. Yeah. yeah the cover is fantastic. Artwork's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And it's top notch. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think again, for me, the thing that, that kind of sells it for me at least is, um, I like, you know, I like really descriptive killings and I mm-hmm. like uh, a grittier style of play. I like that first through fifth level. It's, yep. it's my jam. So for, if it's so in order to extend that feel a bit, maybe we add injury systems into it. I, in order to kind of, I'm super interested in this because I have tried to do this several times mm-hmm. in my can in my home groups, because I am one of those people. like, I, I hate the fast healing 
I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't. It, it's like where mm-hmm. where do you see? You know, well, how'd you how'd you get that scar? Mm-hmm. What scar? We've got so much healing going on. There's no scars, mm-hmm. or you know, and, or you talk about it's like, well, here's here's this guy that lost an eye, or you know, lost a leg, or lost an arm, but that never happens to to PCs, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. arguably player characters go out and do a whole lot more stuff than than Bob the retired town guard that lost an <laughs> eye, a leg, and and half his hand in you know mm. so what's going on here? Why why where's the discrepancy? Yeah. Well cool. Oh, three words by the way. Cleric of slaughter. <laughs> Sold Sold, sold, my friend. Awesome. All right, uh, you're gonna talk, Troy. You're gonna talk about hardbound. I am. I'm gonna talk about hardbound. Um, I find this very interesting. Hard. This is this is a 1.5 version for hardbound. Mm-hmm. It is being put out by Arc Knight. It is a boxed set, and it has everything you need to run. The starter adventure, Lost Minds of Fandelver. Hmm. It's got maps of everything that's in the in the adventure, plus maps of places that aren't even mapped in the adventure. Um, hmm. Because there's some that are suggestions, you know, uh, they've got maps for Old Owl Well, uh, Agatha's Lair, all that kind of thing. They have maps for everything. They have standees. You know, we talked about standees earlier. They've got a token... Uh, standy for every monster in the in the adventure. They've got hmm. male and female versions of all of the pregens. They've got flat terrain pieces, the, you know, wagons, horses, tents, fires, everything that you everything that you need to really bring this starter set to life and and make it really really cool. And here's hmm. why I find it interesting. Wizards of the Coast is, is discontinuing the starter set, and they are releasing a new starter set mm-hmm. coming very, very soon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, is is mm. this is this something that like perhaps Arc Knight had been working on for a while? Because, like I said, this is a one point five version. Uh, were they working on this this new set for a while? And then mm-hmm. the announcement came out that they're releasing a new box set with a brand new starter adventure and Lost Minds is going to be retired. Hmm. Hmm. So I kind of hmm. feel like, I mean, it's, it's funded. It's three times over its goal. Hmm. But would this be even more funded it would there be more backers in uh, involved in this if that uh, announcement hadn't come out mm. you know what i'm saying or if they would have re- if they would have kickstarted this you know maybe four or five months ago yeah it's interesting they I had a low of, goal though so yeah i kind of feel like they they you know were a, a victim of timing on yeah. this mm-hmm. but it looks cool i mean like it i'm, I'm yeah. a fan of the flat minis and stuff like that so but yeah, it has everything you need to to bring your yeah. uh, bring your Lost Minds of Fandelver campaign uh, into three dimensions. Right on, cool. 
Can we talk awesome. just for really quickly? The price point on this seems bananas to me. There's an upgrade kit that's twenty five bucks, but the full kit, yes, is one hundred and eighty five bucks. And that's that's another thing. It's like okay, so I, I'm buying the starter adventure for twenty bucks. <laughs> this is the Beetle and Grimm's version. And it cost me another two hundred bucks. Yeah. So the starter set for D and D with this is two hundred dollars. It's like, and, and you can now. I hate to say this, but you could now get the D on on D and D Beyond. All you gotta do is yeah. sign up for an account, and you mm. get Lost Mine of Fandelver for free, right? Yeah. Forever. They're not apparently they're not going to take that away. The acquisition, Good. the acquisition thing, is is a limited time only. You get that book for free if you get on there mm. now. Yeah, but Lost oh, Mine. This is. It's I mean, the there. maps are cool. The maps are hella awesome. The, the maps so you could reuse awesome. those a billion times, right? And you can use them, reuse them, and he's a, uh, so you're, it's not like like. But one hundred eighty-five dollars is is a bitter pill to swallow. I would love to see that box in person. Yes, I. I, I think that too. might help you sell it, right? To be like, I, here, it weighs, it's it's a feed sack. It's three <laughs> foot by two foot by three foot. It weighs 185 pounds. You might convince, you know, you, you might yeah, talk a dollar to a pound. It. Yeah. But still, $185 for flat. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm not and a flat I'm a, guy, I'm, so, I'm, a, I'm a flat yeah. fan. Yeah, I know. I just, I'm a flat fan. I'm a, I'm a flat fan. I just don't. I, I I can't. I could not. That's harsh. That's harsh. It or the harsh. smallest adventure. Can you imagine? Like, here's Tomb of Annihilation. Oh. You know, a six grand later. Six grand. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, Ugh, gross. Uh, okay. Well, hey, listen. Uh, don't let us detract you from this. There is smaller levels. There are digital yeah. only levels. If you're, if that's your thing. Uh, and uh, there, this is definitely funding, so you can well, go, yeah, let's go check it out. Even even for twenty five bucks, you can get the upgrade kit, which is you get the box, um, and you get six of the maps. You get some uh-huh. double side d- double sided train objects. You get the field guide that tells you where to put yep. the yep. different things, how to set things up. Yep. Uh, a dice and you set get nineteen and, and the digital things. kit too. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, that was hardbound support. Let's talk crossroads in, John. All right. So I think this is going to be a pretty quick one here. So this is a Euro style uh, engine building fantasy strategy game where you build and manage your own medieval inn. You have to win the hearts and the stomachs of your customers. This game is probably not one that I'm going to end up purchasing, but I find it absolutely fascinating to me mm. because this game is, is not short on complexity. There is a lot going on in this game. Uh, you build your own inn from scratch, and I, I'm, I'm like I'm looking at the the board, its layout, everything like that. There are like five million tokens and like little bits and bobs and widgets and cards and there's a deck builder, and then there's all this. There's just so much crap going on with this game. I I didn't care about it that much until like, like I'm going to be honest. Until I scrolled down and I saw like the gorgeous, the freaking gorgeous innkeepers edition box. I was like, well, wait a minute, I may reevaluate this whole thing. Right? And, and one of them is Bob Ross. 
<laughs> that's <laughs> what you're talking about. Like <laughs> one you of the innkeepers. He has the happy little end. Here's, here's the happy little mug with some happy mm-hmm. little beer foam coming down the side. There's no accidents. You know, the, the only happy accident. Only happy accident. Only happy accident. <laughs> That's right. I mean, like, look, I think what what kind of what what got me pulled into it to even look at it in the first place is I love taverns and I love inns. I love the atmosphere that you can create inside of one for your your for your players and I like food, I like I like beer and meat and drinks and stuff like that too. So that's neat. And I also like I'm, I'm just a sucker for like the settlers of Catan resource building and management and things like that, those kind of games. So that's, that was cool. I was, and I, the more that I scr- like dug into it, I'm like, Oh my God, this game, it would take like an hour just to set it up. And then this is like risk. This mm-hmm. is like the, this is in taverns version oh of risk. Gosh. <laughs> Crazy. Such a... uh, so I mean, like, I don't know. I'm, it doesn't look knocking listen, it. for, for, for a different point of view. Yes. Zach looks at this game and says, I think I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it looks as complicated as it could be. Uh, like, I like the complexity level that I'm seeing here. This is Zach's. Uh, this is Zach's way of saying you're an idiot, and it's not that. Big <laughs> <of you. laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Sorry. Thanks for thank you. Yeah, took the words right out. No. Way to um, soften the blow. You're welcome. No, Thanks, I Zach. like. I really dig Euro style games, and I really dig games. This looks like about the complexity level that's right in my wheelhouse of really cool things. I probably will not back this live because we're talking about $23 shipping. Um, But the price point on the game itself is great. 44 bucks for a game like this. Mm -hmm. If I saw this at a shelf at my local game store or at a convention, I'm probably picking this up because it looks cool. And yeah, then I will buy it. And not on here, but I, I, actually I might buy it on here. Who knows? But I, I buy it. And whenever we play a game next with one another, you'll tell me how to play the game. Yeah, there you go. That'd be great. Cool. I'd love to. There that sounds because, like fun. Because yeah. I, I looked at it and I was like, all the different things that are out on the table just made me frigging go cross-eyed. No, <laughs> like, no. We can do this. Stuff. We can do this. We can do this. <laughs> right. It'll actually right. 90 to 120 minutes to play. And yeah. and you get to play with a token that, that, that you can pretend you're Bob Ross. I mean. Okay. Uh this is a Crossroads Inn, the Innkeeper's Creed. All right. Uh, we're getting towards the end here, folks. Just uh, yes, three more. Um, you know what? Let's save that last one, and we'll talk about it at the beginning of the next episode. Oh, okay. Oh, is that so all right just, with you guys? Yeah, I'm totally so cool with that. Just stick it so in, just in, my in our pocket. What? I don't know, though. It, it, it's very timely. It is. Well, how about we just... Okay, let's talk about it. Okay. (laughs) Uh, All right. So, uh, Troy, you got two here, two of the last three. I got two, and then you get to drop the the big cookie. Okay. Um, I've got Scene Grinder, Enhanced Virtual Tabletop. Mm -hmm. Uh, This... You know, we we've had Andrew from D from D and D Beyond on several times, and we've talked mm-hmm. about uh, virtual tabletops and things like that. This thing is like next level. You're you're getting in. It's almost like you're the mini, and you're walking around, looking down the hallways, you know, and all the different things and the lighting and all this other stuff. 
there's so much to scene writer. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it, but watching the video for this, as cool as it looks, and it's like, man, I, that would be kind of neat to play in a game set up like this. Hmm. But I kind of got to think, you know, because Andrew keeps saying, you know, I'm here to play a game. I'm here to play a game of D&D, not virtual tabletop. Hmm. And I kind of feel like this type of thing, this type of virtual tabletop is really pushing that boundary of, are you playing D&D or is the mindset of I'm playing a, a computer game that is being ran by an actual yeah. person and not an AI? Mm-hmm. Because I, th- I feel like that's what you're doing. I'm not knocking any of the skill and ability that they, they that mm. went into this. It looks freaking awesome. I just don't know if this is something that I would... Mm. I would uh, I would get into because of the whole. Your players are mm. going to be more, you know, wanting to know more about uh, what bells and whistles you're going to pop out at them instead of this is yeah instead mm. of the actual game. I mean, it, it looks really cool. I just I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it does look funky. Yeah, interesting. Well, this is Scene Grinder, enhanced virtual tabletop. It is very much funded. Still, twenty two days left to go. All right, uh, Troy, one more from you. One more. All right, coming out of Turin, Italy, Matteo Bon... I'm going to butcher this. Bon, Bonvicino, perhaps? I think close. that's pretty close. I hope that's pretty close, yep. Matteo. I'm sorry, stupid American here. Um, microcrime, will you solve the case? Um, this is one of those... It's a, it's a, little, it's a little game. It's two bucks. That's all it is. Two dollars. Mm. And it is a roll and write investigation game that you can play over and over and over again because it always changes. It, it's, mm. a, it's a mystery. It's set wherever. I believe this is, this is the right one. It's kind of set wherever. Yeah, set wherever you are. Mm. You get some people <laughs> together. You go into the kitchen. And that's your setting, and you start rolling things, and you have to solve the murder. Hmm. The crime scene is is where you're at. If 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 you're in the house, you can use the other rooms as other potential parts of the crime scene. So hmm. it's always different. There's always something new. And I'm thinking, two dollars. Mm-hmm. Why would you not at least try this? Mm-hmm. This is to me. This is fantastic. This is something. Who hmm. knows? It, it could open up something for your next D and D game. This could this could help with that whole mystery issue that we just talked about earlier. Of mysteries hmm. in D and D aren't really mysteries. Hmm. But this this could be really cool or a party game. I mean, hmm. you know, have this in your back pocket. Go go to somebody's house for an evening, and, and solve a couple murders. I mean, hmm. mm-hmm. why not? I think it yeah. looks. I think it looks like a lot of fun. It does look interesting, yeah. Um, and yeah, price points right, basically a buck, um, and they've unlocked quite a few stretch goals. So mm-hmm. you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. 
Um, so yeah, give this a go. You still have plenty of time. Twenty-two days left. Four hundred fifty-eight dollars raised of a forty-eight dollar goal. So that's three hundred backers throwing in the support already. So sweet. They just got another one because I just backed it again. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, cool. Yep, just saw it take up. Cool. All right, so uh, that was microcrime. Last but not least, uh, we'll go ahead and talk about it. I suppose um, something dropped today. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hype it for the fellows. We, uh, so let's see. How do I want to start this? Um, one of the crews that Wogdy has kind of. Uh, 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 came alongside and helped out is um, Stoneworks Gaming, which is Patrick and Zach. They've been on our podcast before, um, and uh, we are we've helped them uh, get their last project out the door, and now we are helping them uh, with a huge project uh, that they have uh, slid into the fold. It is called Tomes of Terror. Um, and this is live on Kickstarter right now. Um, let's see here. Gosh. So this, there's so many things about this project in my mind um, that it's hard to, it's hard to start somewhere. But uh, I could tell you guys that this project they've been working on for a few years. And really it came out of Zach's excitement and, and desire to present a lot better options for what, how you can present horror in 5th edition. Um, certain aspects of horror, like diseases and curses and possession and uh, uh, items like that, he really felt like just didn't have the weight um, that they could or should um, and were too easily resolved, um, and didn't have the variety of options. And so he started putting together a bunch of options for those and new mechanics, modular mechanics that you can kind of, like we talked about earlier, you can kind of pick which ones you want to muck with and leave the others on the table. Um, he brought me in a couple of years ago and I wrote, um, a bunch of, uh, subclasses and a couple new classes for it um, and some new races uh, for it. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, I wrote a new subclass that's horror themed for every single one of the uh, uh, D&D core classes, 12 of those. And then I wrote uh, an Inquisitor class and a Templar class that are from the ground up, level 1 to 20, and have their own subclasses. Um and then Patrick has came in and kind of dropped like 150 monsters into this thing that are all horror themed and awesome. And that's madness. Fit like 50, 50 plus magic items, 50 plus spells, like everything centered around the horror genre. Um, it's really good. It's really good stuff. It's really like Zach has a brilliant mind when it comes to what should horror feel like? What should horror be? How do we present this? Patrick is Really, really good at mechanics and thinking of unique ways of presenting things and giving you lots of options. Um, and then, then you have me messing things up. So really, you get the whole smorgasbord here. Um, and 
think the thing that's most cool about this project is. So it started as one book. Now it is two plus books. It's two big hardcovers in a slipcase. Um, and then it is a series of adventure zines um, that come along with it. And there's also tarot cards designed uh, by our friend Simone. Um, and there's spell cards. There's all sorts of stuff. Um, but the thing I want to draw attention to on this podcast in particular is that um, uh, you can get previews of this content if you've been following the newsletter. Troy has been dro- dropping that. Um, so Troy's in this mix somehow, and John yeah. contributed an adventure that is going to sneak its way into uh, the zines here. I did. Oh, yeah. I did. <laughs> I did. I'm just kidding. So Ooh, yeah, so like I thought I put that one out and didn't know about it. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. No, no. It's I, I uh I loved writing it. I really did. And uh, <laughs> I think it'll be pretty obvious that John wrote it. Something about John words in yeah. there, I think. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a four page adventure. That fills a forty-four page zine. <laughs> Pretty damned accurate. <laughs> Single spaced font mm-hmm. size eight. That's right. Yep. That's yep. right, buddy. By the way, I love the fact that uh the the early bird bonus. I like that. The uh the siege slipcase tier or the tier where you get a free siege encounter. Yeah. I like that. Oh yeah, and I like the I like the cover for it too. By the way, for the for siege, I, I think mm. I don't think that's one thing I had not seen yet, and yeah, I, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I think yeah, that, yeah. that's a that's a good good value add there. Definitely. Yeah, it's. I mean, I just have a lot of fun. Horror isn't my number one genre, but I learned a lot through writing this, and I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, and I really think it's super useful. Like, it has a lot of tools in it. It has a lot of cool creatures in it. it has a lot of cool new player option in it. Like there's something for everybody, every type of DM. Um, and uh, we've got a lot of good feedback from it, a lot of good reviews. Uh, I, I think this is, uh, I think everything that we make is special, but I think this is uh, very much so. so. Extra special. Extra. Now, yeah. now I would like to say, you know, if those of you that are watching here with us or listening to us after the fact, uh, if you're going to Origins and you want to see how some of these monsters work, mm. uh, if you can, jump into a game of the Siege of Mont- of Castle Montkelion. And you might get to meet a couple of the creatures uh, that are featured in this book. That's right. That is accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super you might fun. not want to. You might not want to meet them. I'm just saying. That's right. That's right. Uh, so this this project has seven thousand of its twenty thousand dollar goal. We launched a few hours ago, uh, so it's doing very well. We're pretty happy with that. Um, uh, but we could definitely use your support. We'd love for you to hop on uh, and uh, let folks know that you came over from Geekscant. So. Well, I can tell you that I've only had my hand in the in the, the one the one piece of the pie on uh-huh. this so far. But from everything else that I've said, I'd say this not because it's just Zach. I'm a, I'm a horror movie buff and a horror buff. Uh, and so there's some stuff in here that is not only good, good horror, 
but it's also hilarious horror. There's like one thing, if, like if you if you go to the Kickstarter page and you scroll on down, scroll on down, you're gonna find like next to book two is a disembodied head inside of this like protoplasmic egg thing with tentacles that's crawling around. That's using it like a little like a little head hover round. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that you can expect in this book. And I've yeah. looked through, I've looked through uh, quite a bit of it already when Zach was doing some of the layout for it. And it's, uh, it's awesome. It really, really is. It really is good. It like, it tickles me to read through some of this stuff because, yeah. uh, I'm like, ah, I want to throw that at my players mm-hmm. <laughs> and use a lot of John words to make them uncomfortable while I'm at it. So, um, yeah, I like the maps, the art, the art's fantastic. Like I really, really like the love, love, love the top down maps that are in here for, um, for the, the artwork and like, I must, I love, man, if you go the extra mile of not only showing me like what the map is, but a portrait of the thing from like a, like a perspective other than top, uh, top down mm. to just give me an idea of what the, the environment mm-hmm. is around it. Man, I love that. God, I love that. That's mm-hmm. like, it just really, it helps me sell what this thing looks like because yeah. it's really hard to do that top down. Like I know where things are and where things are placed, but I don't know how it, it's hard to tell exactly how it feels being there without at least some kind of a, you know, another perspective other than just the top down approach. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I could, I mean, I think Zach's being very, he, uh, like I'll, I'll be the, I'll be the guy in the ring selling it, man. Cause I, as somebody I'm actually, I'm backing this thing. So like, I'm, I'm saying this as a, as a backer mm-hmm. and I'm, I may have an adventure that's being written in it, but I didn't write this thing at all. The books are not mine at all. So um, yeah, get out there. Support it. Yeah. Oh, blow, and blow pat, blow the doors off this thing. And definitely, definitely, definitely watch the video. Yes. And watch turn, video. turn your speakers up. <laughs> All the way up. All the way up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jared did a good job with that. <clears throat> All right. Cool. All right. Well, there's Tomes of Terror. Uh, go back it. And that concludes our crowdfunding corner for this evening. Uh, fellas, that was a long one, but we made it through, plowed through, uh, and I hope everybody enjoyed it. We're gonna uh, we're gonna stay on and record another episode. But for our podcast listeners, thank you so much for hanging out with us, uh, and go go back some of these uh, as soon as you're able to, and we'll see you next time. Have have a great game, everybody. Oh, you did it this time. Ha-ha. I did it this time. Stay safe, everybody. Stay safe. <laughs> Enter a world steeped in mythos and saturated with strife. Mayan Epics, the twin gods apocalypse from World of Game Design, offers an explosive and primal play experience unlike any other. Travel amid rough jungle paths, swim through hallowed cenotes, and skirt against the underworld itself in the last days of a civilization on the brink of apocalypse. The days are numbered. The dangers are real. It's a race against a calendar as you take advantage of the Mayan peculiarities of time, ritual magic, and the will of the gods to satisfy the great imbalance of this or any age. Inspired by the historical civilization of ancient Maya, Twin Gods Apocalypse contains an entire system-neutral setting filled with wonders of the natural world, the heavens above, and the underworld down below. Available now at store.wogd.com, and there's a link in the show notes. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you like this episode and you want to continue the conversation with us, go ahead and 
head on over to our Discord. There's a link in the show notes, and you can always shoot us a message on Facebook to get a link there as well. Uh, while you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, give us a like on Facebook, give us a subscription over here on your podcast feed, uh, give us a review and some stars while you're at it. That would be awesome. That's the way we get in front of more people. And if you want to watch a live show, we're live almost every Sunday and Tuesday on Twitch and YouTube, and you can find links to all of that right there in the Discord. We'll see you next time.